there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. And tonight I get a chance to have my friend, Dr. Kyla Lurie, part of our conversation tonight. Kyla and I actually met through social media and boy, she stood out to me from the moment I saw her posting. We connected over Messenger and the two of us have had a friendship over the last probably two years, I think now, Kyla, where we've been able to to talk to each other, encourage one another, just bring faith into each other's lives. And it is something that I've been dying to get recorded because I swear every single time we get on the phone together, I'm like, dang it. I wish that my audience could have heard you say that. So tonight is the night where I get a chance to let everybody get to hear you, your beautiful voice your wisdom, your gumption, all of the things that Kyla Lurie embodies. So welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is such an honor to be here. And I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm so grateful just to have the ability to share my heart with you. It is ditto to every single thing that you said. And I'm looking forward to jumping into this conversation and I'm ready. I'm excited. So thank you for having me. And thank you to those that are listening. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I would probably not do justice, everything that, that God has been able to accomplish through you. So I'm going to let you kind of take the stage, my friend. And I want you to tell our audience a little bit about you. What are you up to professionally? Tell us a little bit about kind of your things that you're most proud of, all the things that, that we should know about you. Oh my goodness. This is such a front-loaded question and it's interesting <laughs> because I despise talking about myself. Like it is something that I have over time really, really worked on. But it's so funny because I love people. I love talking. But this is like my area that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's so funny. But of course, I will do this and I'm going to do it well. That's what I tell myself every time I get ready to take this journey. But Yes, I am Kyla. I am the owner of Kyla Nicole LLC. Uh, My business focuses on personal and professional development. Personally, I'm a trauma coach and I work with people in various different areas of their life, um, just restoring and redirecting. And on the professional side, I work with entrepreneurs and corporate companies where I develop their policies and their procedures. I kind of make sure that they are up and running and handle kind of their human resource areas. I also own a publishing company as well. So I'm very busy. I have an amazing team, amazing family. I reside in Georgia with my husband and my three children. And I got some gaps in there. My son's 15, my daughter's almost 10, and my little person is almost three. So (laughs) that right there should just let everybody know that it's a whirlwind in my life every single day. (laughs) I am always doing something, but I absolutely believe in work-life balance and creating harmony. So I've been able to work that and, and flow with that in season and time. And my background is I have my doctorate in law and public policy. And uh, yeah, so that's, you know, a little sneak peek inside 
of uh, Kyla's little world. You are a busy <laughs> mama. And one of the things that really impressed me about you, Kyla, is just how young you are and how much you have on your resume for your age. And, and I was like, oh, dang, gosh. this girl has her stuff <laughs> together. And so I'm like, she's going to need to rub off on me a little bit. But I just love, I love all that you've been able to accomplish. And so you should be so stinking proud of yourself. And I just, you know, want to take this conversation, Kyla, to a little bit of kind of what you and I both are really passionate about, which is personal accountability. And one of the things that has always stood out to me by your posts on Facebook, and other than the fact that they're just very to the point, full of passion, and they tell you like... I mean, we're all thinking, right? And you're just to the point. And sometimes you tell us what we need to hear and maybe not what we want to hear. And I think that we're both really passionate about the the fact that personal accountability is really something that we all have to embrace if we want to be successful. What is your kind of take on being a victim to life versus figuring out a way around it? Oh, my goodness. That is, man, just. Just the way that you presented it is insane because I think that you answer it before we even jump into it. The difference in being a victim to life and finding your way around it. Because what we know is that life is so unpredictable. It's it's the one thing that you can plan out as much as you want and it will come and throw you this curveball. And you've got to figure out what to do. And I absolutely believe that life is really only 10% of what happens. Mm-hmm. 90% of it is how you respond. Right. And I think that's true. Like even in my life, you know, I am 33 and I was a teen mom. So I had my son when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people, although I had an amazing support system, sure, I remember starting undergrad at Florida and just starting on academic probation because I was doing interviews with them and I was like six months pregnant, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and they were like, yeah, this is a joke. But it was like, hey, you know, I paid for my spot. I earned my spot. I graduated with this 3.8 GPA. You know, I did fantastic on my ACT. Like y'all are going to let me in. But I knew that the odds were against me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was determined to not allow that to happen. You know, I was determined to say that, hey, you know, we all make decisions, things happen, but you cannot quit when situations arise and things happen. Like you have to figure out how to push past it. You have to figure out what to do. Right. So by the time I was 21, I had a master's degree and I was proud of that, you know, not because it was, oh my gosh, you know look what I did, but it was because I wasn't a stereotype. You know, I had beat the odds, so to speak. Right. And, and life, you know, happens. It didn't happen several times after that. You know, I was a victim of sexual assault. I have gone through marital issues and deaths and all of those things. And the one thing that I think that just kept me was understanding the simplistic phrase is that this too shall pass. My faith has always been anchored in God will. And I may not know how God will, but I know that he will. And in life's hardest moments, I said that you will not make excuses for the things that have happened to you in your life because you are not those instances. You are not what has happened to you. 
You are what you decide to happen to you. And that stuck with me. It stuck with me for some of the hardest parts of my life was saying that, no, you know, don't say she's a rape victim. I'm a rape survivor. Like, Mm -hmm. don't say, oh my gosh, you know, she unfortunately had a team mom. No, you know, I mastered being a team mom, you know, like, no, don't say that she's this, you know, whatever it is. I just decided to make a decision in my life and say that I'm not going to succumb to the things that have happened or even the decisions I've made, whether they were good or bad. Yeah. But I was going to make a decision that this is who I am. Like This is a part of who I am, but who I am is determined by what I decide to do. And that's just kind of how I flow with it. I love that. I love that. I just want to rephrase that again so that people can get that power of that, that you are not defined by what happened to you. You're defined by the decision that you make around it. That is powerful stuff, you guys. And so, so many times people would have taken this like, okay, I'm 17. I'm going to just forget about college. Like, I'm just going to go find a job and it's going to be fine. And you chose to go ahead and you could have, you know, faced those people in the interview process and you could have said, you know what, this is confirmation that I don't belong here. Instead, you use Uh it as fuel to be like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them that I belong here and I'm going to show them that I'm fantastic. And there you ended up getting the master's degree by the time you're 21. And I can imagine, Kyla, that it wasn't an easy road, right? Like going to college with a newborn had to have been extremely difficult, Oh, heavens. I think I'm still trying to redeem the sleep that I missed. (laughs) I am still being like, yo, I'm tired. Why are you tired? I'm tired from 21. You know, it's like I worked a full-time job. I was a full-time student. I didn't take summers off. At one point, I can remember working three jobs, you know, just trying to figure it out because it's like you're young and you're trying to do all these things. But I just made an executive decision that, like, hey, this is just where I am right now, but I'm not going to always be here, you yeah. know, and one day I am going to be able to sit back and enjoy. And I remember finally feeling, you know, people will be like, oh, my gosh, you know, you did. But I didn't feel like that until, you know, like after I purchased my first home, mm-hmm. you know, like it was one of those things where at 27, 28, I was like, finally, something makes sense. Right. So I spent years. And years telling myself that it's going to be fine. It's going to pay off. It's going to work. You're going to be happy. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. And that's the accountability that we owe to ourselves. I always tell people that a lot of times we struggle in our confidence and our self-esteem and in various areas because of the broken promises that we kept to ourselves. Right. A hundred percent. You know, we struggle with believing the great things that people have for us or say about us because we have broken so much to ourselves that we don't have confidence. And I just refused to be that way. You know, I said, hey, I owe it to myself. I owe it to my family. I owe it to the goals that I have. And that's just what I'm going to do. So, Kyla, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, like, okay. So, I didn't know, like, were you born this way? Did you have role models that, like, kind of, like, paved the way for you? Because I'm like, dang it, there's been days where I'm like, I'm like this a lot. You know, I, I'm like what you're talking about, I would say 97% of the time. And then there's those days where I'm like, I don't feel like it. Like I suck. I don't have the power, whatever. Do you ever feel like that? Yes, I do. I 
am so far from perfect and I missed the mark so many times. And I think like literally I just tried on a dress like five minutes ago. I was like, I'm so fat. Like I really need to work out. (laughs) But it's just the, it's just the thing. You know what I mean? It's as we're human. Right. And we have those moments where we get tired. You know, it's like, I understand what God says. He's like, hey, you know, weeping may endure for a night. Like he was for real. You know, that might be one night, two nights, one week, two weeks. Mm -hmm. But eventually you pick yourself up and you find the smile. But what has fundamentally changed me in that is the talks that I have with myself, I think. Mm -hmm. What I learned somewhere along the way, and I I think I probably was probably 30-ish, 30, 31. I know people are like, 30, you're just 33. Like, you just turned 33. (laughs) What are you talking about? But I think I was probably 29 or 30. And I had this amazing revelation that for a long time, I was really sad. I had gotten to this place where at 28, I had accomplished so much. I, at the time, was finishing up residency. I had become a first-time homeowner. I had a, a good amount of savings. I had, you know, rebuilt my life. And outside, people would be like, you have no reason to be sad. Like, you are so ungrateful. And I had to really do an evaluation of myself because I was trying to figure out like, dang, why do I feel this way? And I realized that it was the talks and the conversations that I was having with myself Hmm. that when we say something out of our mouth, it's like we're saying it three times because we say it out of our mouth, we hear it with our ears, and then we deposit it into our soul. Right. And so for every negative thing that you say, you have to work triple time to uproot it. Right. Because you have said it, you've heard it, and you've deposited it. And if you do that enough, you absolutely will begin to believe it. And I started to self-correct myself and say that, well, I can't expect anyone to treat me away or make me feel good. I can't be codependent. Mm-hmm. I have to change how I see myself and how I love myself and how I view myself. And it's a struggle. It's not easy because there are times where opposition comes up and people do crappy things, even when you're great. And sometimes you feel undervalued and unappreciated in your home. And sometimes you feel sad. You do. But you have to start dealing with those things and the root issue of it and said, it begins with me. And when I began to do that, it started to help. It started to change. And it gave me the courage to be able to have hard conversations. Like it allowed me to change my energy, change who I was around, change my thoughts. And when I did that, it started to, things lightened up, you know, the sun came out and it it was hard, but it was something that I knew I needed to do. So it all started with the awareness of the way that you were talking about yourself. Absolutely. And then you started to notice the the dialogue that was coming out of your mouth and the dialogue that was going on inside of your brain. And you started to make a conscious choice to change that dialogue. Does that sound accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. Because what I realize is you operate in your sphere every day with certain people, certain things you do, certain opportunities that you may take or may not take. Mm -hmm all derived from how you feel about yourself. Right. That's so powerful. And you are a hundred percent right. And I think that sometimes we make comments. I use a lot of self-deprecating humor because I feel like it makes me 
humble and it's uh-huh. and it makes other people comfortable but you uh-huh. realize how self-sabotaging that can be when you put yourself down especially in front of other people oh yeah and it starts to shape it's interesting because our worldview is shaped around like i say how we feel about each ourselves right how we interact with the people around us how we relate to the people that are with us all of it starts at home you know so you tell your children it all starts with you you have to make a decision you have to determine this you have to do that well it's the same thing in our lives I know that you already have a podcast so you have all of this brilliant wisdom already in the world and you, I've already mentioned that you post some really great stuff, but I get you like to myself for the next, you know, 10 minutes, let's say, mm-hmm. I want you to kind of share as much of that wisdom with our listeners as you can from your own experience, from the people that you've helped as a trauma coach, from even just like your, your role as a publisher, you know, what would be the best inspiration, practical tools that you can share with my audience who are maybe feeling stuck right now, who know that there's more for themselves, but they don't quite know how to get there. Sure. Man, that's so good. In a practical sense, in a very, very transparent sense, I feel like if you are stuck right now and you just don't know how to get from A to B, or maybe you're at D and you don't know how to get to F or wherever you are, Mm -hmm. I think that it all begins with the awareness of why you're stuck. I don't think that you can move forward without understanding your why. There are a lot of things that we do as people mm-hmm. that we don't want to do. Right. And I think that that's life. Like there's not a perfect world where we're going to be able to do every single thing that we want to do. Right. But I think that when you understand your why, you are doing something that you may not necessarily like doing mm-hmm. when you can identify your why and you can identify how long you have to do that why, I think that it begins to make sense. And so the first thing is that I would say is figure out why you're, you're stuck. Figure out what's making you stuck. And don't deal with the symptom of that thing. Kind of get to the root of it as much as you can. If it's, well, I'm stuck because of so-and-so, then we have to address codependent behaviors. Mm. If I'm stuck because I just don't feel like I have a lot of opportunities, then maybe the season is changing and there are new things that you need to embark on. If it's I'm stuck in my relationships and I don't know how to move forward in that, then maybe it's time to have hard conversations. I'm stuck because, you know, I just feel like all of my time goes to my kids. Mm -hmm. How can you strategically build time into your life? Because you're a person too. So I think that you know, first and foremost is that you have to understand why I'm stuck. Right. And once you figure out why you're stuck, then you can identify the feelings around it. You can identify the whys around it. You can identify the players in it. And then I think from there is that you have to get a plan. You got to get a plan in action. You got to figure out how to unstick yourself. Mm -hmm. So what is the thing that you are the least consistent in the thing that keeps you up all night, the thing that you really want to work on that you've been putting off because that plan is going to help you keep the promises to yourself. Right. Right. Which all comes back to confidence again. If you keep breaking promises to yourself, that carries so much weight in our life. Right. Oh, because you can have somebody that's like, yo, I just been on my job for 20 years. 
and I'm no longer happy anymore. And I don't know why. Okay. Well, what's your why? Why are you there? What's mm-hmm. the next step in your life? Where are you going? What are you doing? You got to get a plan in place. And I think once you get your plan in place and you begin to get organized in your thoughts and organized in your world, I think that you can begin to take some of that power back. Right. I am a huge advocate of doing the thing that scares the heck out of you. <laughs> I'm talking freaking do it and do the thing that you just be like, I must be crazy. And I'm going to tell you, I did this thing. I don't know, probably a couple years ago, people have told me all my life that I'm hilarious. They just think I'm so funny. And I'm like, I'm so sick of y'all telling me I'm funny. (laughs) But they just think I'm so funny. And so I just toyed with the idea forever. I was like, miss my calling. I should have been a comedian. You know, like I should have been on the stage. Girl, when I tell you I signed up to do stand-up comedy down here (laughs) in Atlanta. Now, I've only lived in Atlanta for four years. You know, I'm from Illinois. I was in Jacksonville, Florida for like 10 years. So I'm down here in this new city. I don't know these folks from a can of paint. And I'm like, I'm going to sign up and I'm just going to go be a comedian. And I'm going to invite my closest friends. And they were like, oh my gosh, she's insane. But you have to do it. Life is supposed to be lived. There are a thousand things that are in our hearts, are in our minds. And I do not believe that God put all those things in you for you to stuff them down and be stifled. Right. Do them. 100%. Do them in time. Do them with wisdom. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, no one out there go withdraw all your money and, and spend it all. But don't do that. Do it in timing. Do it with wisdom. Right. But I'm telling you, get the plan in action and do the thing. And that's one of the things that I have found, Kyla, too, is that the only way to overcome fear is to do what you're afraid of. That's it. And once you do that, you're just like, holy crap, like I'm amazing because I did something that was really scary. And even if you only say that to yourself, you feel so stinking good when you do something that has scared the crap out of you. But I think that fear holds so many people back. It has held me back. And I think that I get stuck in the what if cycle, right? Mm -hmm. What if they laugh at me? What if I stink at that stage? What if I say something stupid what if I whatever and then you don't do anything because you're stuck in the what if and you're miserable yeah yeah you are miserable because you can't get it off your mind you can't get it off your heart you don't know what it is there's a reason they say the you're the graveside is the richest place ever because there's so many woulda shoulda couldas there right and I find that when you are stuck in life you are stuck because there's something you're not adhering to Fear is paralyzing. It is crippling, but it is supposed to be used to motivate you and to push you. But for some people, it debilitates them. Right. And you have to take that thing that you're afraid of and say, hey, we're not supposed to live in fear. I mean, there are a lot of scary things in the world, but that's why having an amazing tribe is important and having ideas in place and having plans in place because... You can at least feel better equipped. You may not ever be prepared for life. You know, right. like people that are like, oh my gosh, it's just not the right timing. I don't know when we're going to have kids. I don't know when I'm going to buy a house. I don't know when I'm going to leave that job. I don't know. 
when I'm going to start that business. I don't know because it just doesn't seem like time. And listen, there's never a good time right, for anything. Right. I want our audience to be able to appreciate this. So I'm going to tell you, Kyla, that I knew that I always wanted to have kids, but I didn't know when. Right. Uh-huh. And I always compared having kids to like jumping in a cold pool. Like, <laughs> like you eventually you got to jump. And once you get in the water, you're probably not going to want to come back out. And that's how I like viewed having kids. And so it took me a long time to get to that point. I waited until I was done with with my master's in anesthesia before we decided we were ready to have kids. And then I was told we probably wouldn't be able to have them. And now all of a sudden I have all this fire in me. Like it lets I want to jump in every pool. Like I don't even care if it's cold or not. And so that's kind of an idea of sometimes when somebody tells you that you can't have something, it almost fuels you in a way that you can overcome your fear in that way. But I also want to add a little humor to this because you and I are both, for our audience, we're both sitting in our master closet right now because we're hiding from our kids. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so so we have to do what we have to do. But man, I wouldn't trade this life for anything, would you? Oh my goodness. I mean, as exhausting and crazy and wild, it's like, I can't imagine it being any other way. You know, my son is 15 and we're talking life plans for him now. You know, what is he going to do and what's his plan and teaching him all this stuff. And I just introduced my son into, you know, daycares and school. And for like a week, I was just sunk in this place because I was like, the next time I introduce a a person into like school is going to be a grandkid, you know, like the season of having <laughs> children is closing for me, you know, and I'm talking to my dad and my dad is like, you are crazy girl. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, what do I do? And I just thought about it. And I was like, you know what? This is transition and you can't be afraid of it. Right. Like, I don't know what the heck is coming down the road. I don't know where it's going or what it's going to look like, but all I can do is exercise wisdom and go with it. And that's just what I feel like you have to do, especially now. Times have changed so much. Yep. Things are so different. Things are just different. And you have to just go with it. You know, it's such an interesting thing that you brought that example up of being a grandparent. Because when you talk to probably your parents and I talk to my parents, they're like, having grandkids is like the best thing ever. And they're like, I wish we could have just skipped you and gone right to them. And <laughs> yeah, so, that sounds about right. Oh my goodness. It's like the best ever. And, but yet like you're, that terrifies you. And so yeah. just kind of like the cold pool with me and having kids, it's like, once you get in there though, you don't want to ever get back out. And so, yeah. you know, we are, we're afraid of the unknown. Uh-huh. But once we get there, we're like, I cannot imagine what life would be like without this. And so yeah. for all of you guys that are scared to take that next transition, just just know that that there's a reason that you're feeling that longing and discontentment. God has definitely put that desire in your heart. And he does not expect you to live your life in fear. He expects uh-huh. you to go forward. Even if it's scary, he expects you to just trust him. And go to the next season. Okay. So we have just a couple more minutes. Kyla, if you, do you have any last words of wisdom for somebody who's listening to this? They want to become um, the best be, version of themselves. Just be encouraged. You know, like where you are right now is not the sum total of your life. Do not put a period where there's supposed to be a comma. Right. And don't try to end a sentence before you've had the ability to write the next one. Just... Go with it in your best of your ability. And I I definitely think that you'll be okay. 
Yeah. Okay. All right, coach. I want you to finish up our time with a great question that you can pose to our audience to help them kind of think of something that's going to help them get to the next step. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have a one and a two. Number one, what's holding you back? What are you afraid of? What's holding you back? And what is the thing that you literally would do if money wasn't a factor? Mm. What would you do? Yes. That is one of my favorite questions that I ask people is if you could wake up tomorrow and time was abundant and money was no object, what would you do? And it's so fun. I want to hear yours. I want to hear your answer. If money was not a factor yeah, and I could wake up tomorrow, what would I do? I would, gosh, I I feel like I would be doing what I'm doing right now just because I've gotten to that place of being able to help and equip and teach people like this is I believe absolutely what I would be doing the only obstacle and the only difference is that I would probably be doing it in another country eating amazing food (laughs) I know right like that's me too I would be teaching and equipping and inspiring people but I'd be on a beach so (laughs) that's yeah yeah like I I totally would be at someone's dinner table. Like, they would be like, it's so weird because every time she teaches, she has a smorgasbord of food. <laughs> and I'd be like, help yourself. Oh, my talk. gosh. I love it, though. I love it. I love food, too. All right, my friend. I'm going to make sure that all of your contact information and all of the things that you're doing are in the show notes so that people have a chance to get to know you better if they want to follow your journey, if they want to get a hold of you. And thank you so much for sharing your heart, your wisdom, and making me smile for the last half an hour. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you to those that are listening. I am literally an email, a text, a phone call away. And um, I am looking forward to hearing some amazing stories out of this podcast. Me too. All right, girl. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you know that you are made for more and you are tired of being held back and ready to get unstuck and step boldly into a life that you're meant to live, head on over to lachellewemy.com, request an appointment, and be ready for me to walk alongside of you personally to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. I'll be back next week, but before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe and enjoy these imperfect outtakes.